This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air. It's time for Speak Legal, conversations with Community Law Otago, made with the support of Law Faculty, University of Otago. Joining us this morning for our conversation around how aspects of law affect all of us is Jess Juby. Jess, uh, Morena, lovely to have you with us. Morena, thanks for having me back here. We're going to open up uh, a, a discussion around human rights here in New Zealand. And uh, what's well, always an interesting one, isn't it? Uh, people uh, often claim breaches of the human rights. We probably do it uh, from day to day uh, ourselves. We, we kind of assume that we have all sorts of mm-hmm. freedoms and um, expectations around how fairly and otherwise we should be treated. But, of course, there is a legal context to this, and it's worthwhile us having a look at it. So, yeah, let's look about uh, at, at um, some definitions for a start. Uh, in a legal sense, in this country, what are human rights? Cool. So rights aim to recognise and uphold the intrinsic value that everyone has. Uh, regardless of things like race and gender and beliefs. And they are things that we can look to, um, but as you say, potentially they are misused in some, in, some, in some ways. Where do we find some definition around human rights? So there are two, um, two key acts in our, in our legislation that we, that we focus on when we're talking about human rights. Um, one of those, funnily enough, is the Human Rights Act, um, and also the New Zealand Bill of Rights Act. And both of these, uh, the Human Rights Act kind of talks us through the um, unlawful dim- discrimination that, that could occur and what that might look like and where you can go for that. Um, and it introduces us to the Human Rights Commission, um, whereas the New Zealand Bill of Rights Act focuses more on the general political and civil rights that we as New Zealanders have. So I guess it's important to almost as much to know what those pieces of legislation don't contain as much as what they do contain. Yeah, so human rights, of course, comprise those civil and political rights, and that's things like democratic voting, um, not using torture as a form of punishment, some really severe things like that, um, as well as economic and social and cultural rights, um, things like being able to practice your religion and the right to education. And I think sometimes um, those rights are put civil and political rights are put on a bit of a pedestal and those social, cultural, um, economic rights kind of step back and that's and that can be a bit of a problem. Mm. I, I guess we would hope that these uh, apply to all, do they? Yes. They intend to apply to all and I think um, there's a bit of controversy about how that actually works and maybe an example in that is the issue with the gender pay gap that we're trying to fix at the moment. Um, so in, if you look at human rights, that should never have happened in the first place. Um, but we're using human rights and other mechanisms and other laws to try and whittle that back and um, claim that equality back in that in that instance. I guess, yes, it's always important to understand a bit of the context, a bit of the history. Where do our laws around human rights come from? Yeah, so we like to say they started with the Universal Declaration of Human Rights, and that was in 1948. Um, so following the Second World War, um, looking looking back on that and trying to use history to to anticipate what might happen in the future and what, what laws we'll need for that. Um, however, many say that they've been around for some form for much, much longer than that, dating back to the Enlightenment and further as well. Um, and in drafting those human rights in 1948, New Zealand had a major role um, at the United Nations. 
And, and of course, human rights has an international context, and you know, we could have another 10 discussions around that. Um, but it is, I guess, important to, for us, again, from a context perspective, to understand which countries have been involved primarily in the development of, of the laws that apply here and which have not. Mm-hmm. So you're right, it's international law, and it's international law that New Zealand signs up to, and that means that not every country signs up to the same conventions, the same treaties as we might as New Zealanders. So there are 193 countries in the United Nations, so a huge number, but that's just sort of the body that consider broader issues and as countries, like I said, can choose whether to sign those different treaties, um, it's not a given as to what they actually have signed. Apart from uh, claiming that a human rights have been breached when someone eats the last biscuit in the packet and, <laughs> and so forth, uh, when are um, the, our laws around human rights useful to us? I think um, one of the most applicable ways that we can use human rights is in discrimination at a workplace. Um, so you went for a job, but you didn't get it. Potentially there were some wrong considerations that were taken in that, um, or you go for a um, promotion, um, but also more simplistic things like how you were treated day to day by anyone that you come across. Um, and in term, in terms of um, getting access to support in those sort of situations, the Human Rights Commission is a really, really important resource for us as New Zealanders. Um, they have a great website and they have a free informal complaint service for things like racial, sexual harassment and um, any sort of discriminatory treatment. Um, you can contact them by phone or email, fill out a complaint form, so whatever whatever works for your situation. Um, they get in contact with you and hear a little bit more about that complaint and aim to deal with it within three weeks. Um, and depending on whether your claim is accepted or not, they will suggest informal methods of resurrecting the issue, so you should call your employer and have a chat to them about it, um, or it might be an opportunity for mediation, um, and in worst-case scenarios where that complaint can't be resolved through less formal mechanisms, there is the Human Rights Review Tribunal, and it's possible for you to request free representation for those hearings. You've mentioned employment situations. Um, I'm just thinking another potential source of claims of breaches of human rights might be in our engagement with government services and so forth. That mm-hmm. would happen quite frequently, I imagine. Yeah, you, and you definitely um, get onto an important topic in the fact that human rights are a relationship and an issue between the government and its citizens. Um, they should be respected by um, organisations and central government, but ideally it is the government that should uphold those laws and uphold those rights within our laws. Just bringing us up to date with some of the discussion around human rights legislation here in this country, you know, is there something going on in the background around concerns with the Human Rights Commission and so forth? Mm-hmm. Um, so we are definitely looking at how that service can be improved and, and what can make it more applicable. I think um, concerns in terms of what the Human Rights Commission is looking at at the moment. Um, There's been a lot around COVID and the concerns about keeping the borders open and the fact that, um, especially with the most recent um, issue with closing the border to Indian or India, um, people returning from India or coming in from India, um, 
they called for transparency and frequent w- review, um, particularly following the border being closed to, to people arriving from India, as I said, um, and said that the government has an obligation to provide ongoing justifications for such strong policies. So they are checking in on the government and what they're up to in terms of um, their decisions. Yeah, there would have been that. some lawyers working deep into the night to work through some of those issues before yeah. some of these decisions have been made right, because potential breaches of human rights can gain a lot of attention, media and otherwise. Well, they're very um, personal issues for a lot of people, but they're also really public and community issues. And I think that's the reason that human rights are so controversial, that we kind of are a bit unsure of what place they have in the law and um, that we need to be aware of what they are and how to use them. But um, be careful that we're not overusing them because they may... um, lose their priority, lose their significance if we do. I guess another area of attention at the moment too, Jess, with our increasingly culturally diverse communities, uh, the experiences that migrants have arriving here, settling here, gaining employment, uh, using services, that would raise some issues around human rights from time to time too. Yes, so our Race Relations Minister, Ming Foon, reiterated exactly what you're saying, that everyone, regardless of background, especially migrant workers, um, they have the right to practice their religion and culture in whatever way they wish, and that there is no requirement, no obligation for them to try and fit themselves into life in New Zealand because they have their own intrinsic worth that they have brought to this country as well. It wouldn't always be apparent to someone whose rights have been breached that that's happened. They might have a feeling, they might have a sense that something's not quite right. They might be outraged. Mm -hmm. They might be wrong about that. What is the best thing to do if someone feels that they have, uh, their rights have been breached? I think have a discussion with someone that you're really close close with and have a chat to them about um, what experiences you've had um, and then provided that you feel comfortable, have a look on that Human Rights Commission website. There are some great resources there um, about recognising when you've been discriminated against, how to go about rectifying that situation, how to what kind of support's available to you, um, and then what mechanisms, what sort of policies and what um, approaches you can take to, to deal with it. All right, and um, you can always get a little bit of guidance on that from Jess and the team at Community Law Otago as well, of course. Of course. Jess, always an interesting topic when you come along. Thanks so much for joining us. Thanks, Jeff. Community Law Otago, free legal advice and support for the people of Otago. Visit our weekday advice clinics at 169 Princess Street, Dunedin. Clinic session times are available from the website communitylawotago.com. Ring 4741922 or 0800 169 333 if calling from outside Dunedin. Speak Legal is made with support from the Law Faculty, University of Otago, Training for Life. This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air.